Living in a world of constant conflicts, political turbulence, and uncertainty, the arms limitation issue remains most debatable as well as a controversial topic. For example, when John F. Kennedy was assassinated, it raised public awareness of the lack of control on sales and also possession of guns in America. Until 1968, guns were available over-the-counter in stores and through mail catalogs to just about any adult in America. Although those in favor of gun control tend to believe that guns should be terminated completely, thankfully, the Second Amendment prevents lawmakers from being able to do so. Therefore, in order to combat these causes, alternative gun control solutions must be made for each one. People who support gun control are wanting the laws on guns to be revised because they feel that people have taken advantage of them. The uprise in school shootings has caused citizens to rethink how guns should be used and talked about. But what they fail to consider are the many factors that allow gun violence to occur. To understand the pro-gun control thinking, I listened to the podcast Teenager's Perspective. In this podcast, a young woman stated that they are fearful to go to school. But where does this fear stem from? Are they really afraid of guns, or are they afraid of the people behind the guns? Our ability to avoid the deeper issue and blame an easy target has become a problem. What pro-gun control believers fail to recognize is that the gun does not pull its own trigger. Therefore, it should not be to blame for the violence. David Farrell stated that there wasn't an issue with guns 40 years ago because 40 years ago we didn't advertise fear. He states that gun sales went up once we started to advertise them as a way to protect ourselves. Nicholas Cruz, the boy who shot up Majority Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida on February 14, 2018, had severe mental disorders that his younger brother, Zach, had known about. According to Zach, Nicholas would cross the street and stand on the opposite side at the bus stop, away from all the kids. This indicates that he was bullied and did not fit in. Along with this information, Zach also said that their games of Halo ended with Nick screaming uncontrollably, punching doors, and stabbing seat cushions until their mom called the police. And at times, Zach would come home to Nicholas walking around the house with his shotgun pretending to shoot invisible people while he blared pumped-up kicks. All of these actions show that Nicholas had a mental illness and ill feelings toward his peers. These actions should have been reported. The problem is not the gun, but that these signs of violence and mental illness were being ignored. Gun rights in America have been at the center of debate for decades, and this is because the discussion hits close to home for so many United States residents. Parents whose kids have never returned home from school have the right to hate guns and their ability to harm so many people in such little time. But we are kidding ourselves if we think that ridding the U.S. of guns is going to fix the problem. The problem is that signs of mental illness are not being addressed or reported as they should. If Zach would have reported the things he saw and heard Nicholas do, 17 young children would still be with us today. In the end, it's not about changing gun rules, it's about not allowing people with mental illnesses to be in possession of guns. A solution to this issue is to do a thorough background check before allowing someone to purchase them. 